0: Edwards.
1: Carrie oh, Croft.
0: Welcome to the Carrie Croft Show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I am, shall I say, pleased as punch to have you here.
1: It's a pleasure to be here. I mean, the, I'm flattered that you asked.
0: Me. I mean, I'm flattered that you said yes. The man, the man, the myth, the legend. Why, you ask? Why am I flattered that you're here? Okay, well, first of all, let's get into this first before we get into what a talented golf swing I have, what a gifted golf swing I have. We'll start with this. Okay. Okay. Cause I know all your, your boys out there who want to listen to your podcast, right? They know Dode. I mean, Dode is, and I've only known you for how long? Like let's frame this up. I mean, let's be honest. Week and a half. I've known you for six months, (laughs) Okay, but that's not that long. No, but here's what's special about you. And this is, and I, I, my, with my personality is I, I feel like I have like a magnet to this type of of person where I met you and I was like, uh Oh, Dode. I'm like, now I'm, I'm life without Dode. is isn't going to exist because this guy is a colorful force of nature. And I just want from, I want to tell you from my perspective rolling up to the Ohio state golf course. So I come in park. The first thing I do is I look to my left and I look for the coif, the gray coif of hair. And I look for the color you're going to have on that, that all these colors that aren't going to match, but that blend so gloriously together and you're tan and you're, you're handsome and you just are a force. And so you just, you, you have, I feel like your joy and color personified on that course. Thank you. And it, and it's just pretty special. I think.
1: Appreciate that.
0: And I also think I've never met anyone who can just bitch slap somebody with their eyeballs like you? <laughs> I mean, so, so you go from, you know, here you are and you have what I just said, teed it up yeah. with the color and yeah. all that. And then somebody will do something And whether it's you see somebody smoking a cig secretly <laughs> behind the, or, you know, a kid doesn't tip his hat. And then all of a sudden <laughs> the Dodes eyeballs, like at the cartoons, are Ooh! You mean, you, you just like, you have.
1: It's called the look.
0: Well, but but it's a presence, and I feel like with you, there's so many layers to this. It's like you respect the course, you respect totally. what you do, totally, and you respect the game of golf, completely. And I I just love how the way you are there ties into the way you are, probably everywhere. I I I I, I doubt that you are any different in your life with having respect and oh no showing appreciation without a
1: doubt you have to. This is. Again, being almost one hundred, it uh
0: didn't I call you a fossil the other you, day? you did you took it well.
1: I did, and you did. Thank you. <laughs> we were children of my era for the most part. We were reared differently than what kids are today for the most part. Uh, my grandpa Ardini and my father. My my grandfather spanked me once, and that was it. And you knew? Oh, he just looked, and that's where I got the look from. He taught me a ton, so this is kind of where we're going to start. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, we're growing up Catholic. We would go to mass on Sundays. Go to my grandparents' house. For breakfast, when I wasn't caddying or working on the golf course, and he he always smoked a cigar, so he had a favorite chair and he'd sit in this chair after breakfast and have a smoke a cigar. Now we're talking mid mid to late fifties, so smoking in the house is still going on, even though my grandmother hated it, bless her heart. So anyway, one day I asked him, and it's like he was waiting for me. I said, Grandpa, can I have a puff of your cigar? Oh, Dodie, you don't puff a cigar. He gets out of his chair, has me sit down, unwraps a brand new cigar, goes to light it. He said, now you take a real deep breath. And I did, because I always obeyed him. For the next hour, I was in the bathroom, blowing my guts. He comes in, grabs me by the nap of the neck. Pulls my head up, looks at me very sternly with that John Nardini look. You ever smoke again, I will tan every part of your ass that your father doesn't. Head went back into the toilet. That was the last time I ever smoked. Seriously. I believe that. That was it. My children growing up, they got basically the same thing. I think I spanked my kids each, maybe once. The rest of the time, and even today. Don't give me the look, Dad.
0: I mean, can you imagine spanking your kid today? Oh. They'd have the popo
1: out for you. Oh, without a doubt. It's crazy. Here's a, here's, and this is an interesting situation that happened last night at our, uh, one of our, our grandson, Max's basketball game. Lady who takes, does all the photography. She was down in the front row. And this young man from the other school came walking by or was going to, and he stopped backed up, waited for her to finish. I told my wife, Nancy, I go, did you see that? She goes, what? Bless her heart, Nancy, if it's not in front of her face, she doesn't really see it, anyhow, no big deal. Not a lot of peripheral vision. Heart of gold, but not a lot of peripheral vision. Anyhow, <laughs> waited until halftime. Went down, I said to the young man, I said, may I talk to you for a second? Kind of, eyes got huge. He goes, yes, sir. Sat down. I told him, I said, I watched you as you stopped while this lady was taking a photograph. I said, please go home and tell your parents that you were the nicest young man that this old man had ever seen. <laughs> he looked at me and his older brother was behind him. and He goes, did he do something wrong? And I said, on the contrary. I said, he was a perfect gentleman. I said, your parents reared you well. Congratulations."
0: You know what? And that's important. Oh, yeah. It's really important. And it leads me naturally into this this just quick snapshot that I have of you <laughs> at the golf course. And we were, you know, you were admiring my impeccable swing. You what? Right. And uh these three little boys were walking by and you kind of said, you know, you, you bitch slapped him with the eyeballs and said something in the the one little boy tilt you know, they tip their caps and you went on to say, you know, about etiquette and how important it is yes. to tip your cap. Yes. And something so, you know, seemingly small really isn't small at all. Not
1: at all. Now, but, okay, we'll continue on that segment. And again, everybody that listens to this, that knows me, have seen me do this. I will have a young man come by we have met I will say hello or he walks close enough that we go to shake hands because I'm a big handshaker he doesn't take off his hat right away he and I are downward doing 20 push-ups mm-hmm. together <laughs> parents I've, I don't think I've ever had a parent say to me you're not allowed to do that because they all say thank you for yeah. doing that and a lot of the times the parent will say even though we use you for it, the mother would say, my husband doesn't do that. I said, that's why I'm teaching your son to do it. He'll teach dad how to do it. I go, again, I grew up in an era when general the manners were so important that people hadn't people forgotten them. That's why if I'm I mean, I go to a store. A lady's coming in behind me. I open up the door for her. She's coming out. I'll open up the door and she you don't have to do that. And I'll say, yes, I do. I said, chivalry isn't dead. It's just a dying art. And if I give a young lady golf lessons and she's walking up and I'll go grab her clubs from her and shouldn't say, grab it. I'll take her clubs from there. And on. she'll, you don't have to do that. And I said, oh, yes, I do. I said, when you're old enough to date. And the young man comes, he sits in the car and he honks the horn for you to come out. I said, don't you dare go out that door. If he doesn't, if he comes to the door and he doesn't open the door for you, tell him it was, would have been fun. You go out, you go to a restaurant or a theater or whatever. He doesn't open the door for you. You've got your phone. Hey mom. Hey dad, Could you please come pick me up. This isn't working. He doesn't help you with your chair when you go to sit down, I said, these are little things that you're looking for because that's, you want the person who's going to do all those things for you.
0: And when you and I were talking prior to this sort of having a conversation about how this conversation would go, we talked about the biggest influence in your life and who you were the closest with growing up. And you talked a lot about your mom. Right. And so if you wouldn't mind sharing just the two things you told me that your mom instilled in that your mom instilled in you. And because I think that, you know, that's sort of what, what you're saying is just what she taught you has been, been weaved over time into all of your relationships.
1: Well, you just, you, you can never be too kind to someone. And that a lady is without a doubt to be set on a pedestal. And if you don't, you're a prick.
0: <laughs> and don't, But don't you think, too, and I've always, in my head, um, there's a quote, watch how a man treats his mother because okay. this is how he will treat you. Correct. And it sounds to me that you and your mom just had this. Oh, we had a tremendous bond. This tremendous relationship.
1: After my mother passed away, uh, my sister, who still lives up in Ashland, Bless her heart. She's, she's a phenomenal, phenomenal lady. Hopefully we all have a few minutes. We'll get into Rita. They, uh, she had her, she kept her cell phone and every day I would call my mom's cell phone just to hear her voice. That was very important. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and you had, you had said that, I believe you said appreciation was one thing that your mom had always taught you. And then respect.
1: Oh, without a doubt. You have to appreciate everything that you have, whether you have very little, appreciate the fact that you have that. Because I trust me, there are people who don't have even that.
0: In your mind's eye, do you have moments? I mean, I'm sure you remember your mom in so many ways, but do you have any moments in time where you go back and you can just see or you can see the interaction or things you did together or what was your thing? Did you have a thing that you did together?
1: What time of the day would you like me to tell you that I do this? Because I do it every time, every day. I can picture my mother getting out of a car, picking up the phone, just giving me a hug. Yeah.
0: I'm like, who's going to cry first? I'm not crying. (laughs) You're crying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) dude. only, we're we're 15 minutes you, in <laughs> you will, you you see me as one person that you see on the golf course i am without a doubt the biggest sentimental fool you ever want to meet in your life
0: oh i believe me i can i i can see your heart i mean i saw when i mean the a man who has christmas christmas sound <laughs> effects on his phone no matter whoa, what whoa, time whoa. of year you whoa, call whoa, him whoa. it's amazing whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. They're not sound effects. What are they? Okay. It is the song, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Got it. And I got this new phone, because all I had was a flip phone, and we couldn't put that song on it. So I had to get a new phone so this song could go on.
0: But I mean, that's amazing to me that no matter what day, no matter what month, that plays on your phone.
1: Every time it rings.
0: And I love that about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just incredible.
1: On the... You can ask anybody. I'm the biggest Christmas nut there is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so let's let's move into I, I want to talk a little bit. We'll go, we can come back to your mom too. But I don't I mean the last thing you and I want to do is Correct. cry the entire time. Correct. We can we can do a little we, we can we can which, do that a couple which we times. Would do. I yes hundred percent. Okay, so golf. Golf. You were introduced to golf originally.
1: Age five.
0: Age five. And age then
1: you were just hooked. Five. Hooked. I knew it's what I wanted to do my entire life.
0: Were you naturally good at it? No. (laughs) Okay.
1: I'm still not naturally. Nobody ever becomes, well, I shouldn't say that. Probably you've got, and I will go back through again, be like I said, being almost 100. I've lived and seen a lot of the very, very best golfers that have graced our planet, male or female. Mickey Wright probably had one of the most natural golf swings. And if you don't know her, folks, Google her and watch this golf swing. It was never tampered with. You can go back to Bobby Jones. Same thing. Ben Hogan. He worked and worked and worked. He's a gentleman that came up with the phrase, you have to dig it out of the dirt. Because that's what he had to do to learn how to play the game. We go to Jack and being fortunate enough to have known Mr. Grout and worked with him and listened to him. He used to help Jack find his way. Did he really teach Jack a lot? Probably not. Those are words out of Mr. Grout's mouth. I helped him, I didn't teach him. Then you go to Tiger. You talk about ability. The man has rebuilt his swing minimal four times. And every time he has gotten better. The world is waiting right now to see what he can do after that horrendous accident. Mm -hmm. Tiger will find a way. Will he ever be able to do what he did? Probably not. And the only reason I say that you ask any great athlete, could you repeat what you did last year? And they're going to tell you no. So, but these guys, they, they all had a way of developing their own swing. And that's something I think people have to understand. It's your own swing. It's your own timing. It's your own rhythm. To... Unfortunately, I think, and I'm going to catch a lot of flack from this from people, but I'm sorry, I'm dode and I can, and I'm old and I can say these things. Too many times, people want you to do what somebody else does with their golf swing. Cannot happen. We can't repeat the golf swing that we have every time we want to because I'll use an old word: biorhythms aren't the same. We don't feel the same every day. We've got an ache here. We've got an ache there. So it, the golf is something. I just finished with a gentleman before I came here. And we've been working about six months. I asked him, well, Eric, what would you like, what do you want to do with this? He said, I want to be really good. I said, okay, in your mind, what is really good? He said, I want to be able to shoot 80. I said, well, I said, to do that, I said, you're already there as far as striking the ball goes. I said, you've got to learn to chip and putt. That's where the game is, folks. You can stand up on the driving range, hit all the balls you want to, but there's only one problem. You're not on the golf course. You don't learn to play golf on the driving range. You learn to play golf on the golf course. You learn how to chip and putt on the golf course. And that's what people don't do today. They want to, they want to hit the ball far, and oh, they want to impress their friends that That ball went 300 yards. Well, when they say that to me, I look at them. I say, okay, let's hit a couple. See, that went 300 yards. I say, I hate to break your heart. Maybe 220, (laughs) maybe. But it rolled all the way out to the fence. I said, well, wait a minute. Didn't say where it ended up. I said, when I ask somebody how far a ball goes, I want to know how far it's going to fly. I said, you're not flying at 300 yards. Bounce and roll might get you there if you're playing on a tarmac. Then you're going to have to learn again, back to the chipping and putting. That's where that's where the score comes from.
0: So, when you were five, mm-hmm. did you remain consistent then throughout your life with golf? Like you were no. hooked. Okay, so no. then no. when did you become se- <laughs> like when when did you become serious? And you were just going to be on the golf because I feel like it's such a sophisticated game. I'm just curious what at what age you. We're golfing on a regular basis.
1: Oh, I, oh, I was reg- golfing on a regular basis. Now, again, regular basis. For a lot of people, that's once a week. For other people, it's five times a week. I, I, start, I was hooked because I liked the idea of figuring out what was going on. And again, I'm five years old. It, there's no video. There's none of this. There's none of that. You have to go out and you have to learn to hit golf balls. I would go out on a golf course and I would have five golf balls with me. When I got home, I better have five golf balls or more in my golf bag. When my father was taking me back to the golf course. And I was going to go out and find those golf balls. Uh, again, discipline, but they, uh, just the idea of becoming better. I think it was probably I. Got, I was in junior high and I wanted to play. I wanted to play in the high school golf team. Then I wanted to play, and when I, I wanted to play in college, which was fun because I had the same golf coach in college that I had in high school. But I only got to play two years in college because I didn't want to be there, and I was politely asked to leave. Really, I flunked out. Sure. Okay. I don't want to be there. I have no problem. I, I tell this to people all the time. Then I joined the Navy, had a great four and a half years, played on the all Navy golf team. That's when I probably really got serious because I didn't want to get beat. So, and then it just grew and grew and grew into that. Okay. My biggest, I don't want to say my biggest, it's not a regret, uh, understanding of the game. Came when I was down in Houston, Texas. I'd met a gentleman. We became friends. I'd I'd go down and visit him every once in a while. And we were out playing golf at a course called Lochinvar. Again, we're talking late 70s. Lochinvar was an all male golf club.
0: Oh, here we go.
1: Hey, well, what can I tell you? Just had to. no, you, I just had to, what? I had to put my little, here we go, go ahead. all male golf Carrie. club. Oh, you Nobody guys wants have, to be in your oh, oh, all, you go, all male golf oh, club anyway. Wait a minute. Nobody ever said women can't have their own club. No, oh, I know. You can put your I own know. course together. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You can do yeah. it.
0: Keep going. I just had yeah. to, had go to ahead. say it.
1: That's all right. Mm-hmm. So I met a gentleman by the name of Dick Harmon. He was not at Lock and Var. He was at another club. But back to the, he, were, he was playing this day with us. And he invited us over to River Oaks. And we go over there and we're playing. We got done. He goes, we got to go play champions. I said, okay. So we went to champions and we played. And I got to play with Jackie Burke Jr. And we were out there. We get done. And I played pretty well. Real well, as a matter
0: of fact. What was your score?
1: I had 73.
0: I mean, I knew. I knew you knew the score.
1: Oh, you don't yeah. ever forget. Right,
0: that's a good score. I,
1: I can go back and tell you almost every shot I've ever that's made. That's a really life.
0: good, good game, good match.
1: It was a good match. Anyway, we get done. We're having a couple of drinks. He, he said, "What do you want to do with your game?" I said, "Oh, well, I want to play on tour." He said, "You have no chance." I go, "Really?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "I'll explain why." So we he did. He asked me three questions about myself, my friend swing, and the other gentleman that we were playing with. He said, now, I watched you. You were intent on seeing what they were doing, figuring things out. He said, you've got a great set of eyes. He said, you've got a pretty good personality. He said, learn to become a good teacher. He said, you don't have the killer instinct to play golf. He said, if I'd hit the ball where you hit it today, he said, I'd have broken the course record. He said, you didn't sniff it. My heart was broken, but it led me down this path of teaching, helping people. The competitive part never happened until I got into racing, i.e. running, which came from Nancy and I following our son Patrick around at marathons and I'd run from spot to spot.
0: So you got bit by the.
1: Oh, bitten. Oh, I mean, to get bitten by the golf bug when I was young has nothing to compare to the running bug. This. Go ahead.
0: Before, because I know we have we have the running. I do want to discuss this. But before I let go of what you were saying earlier, you said I have no. This isn't a regret. But do you have any regrets? In general, just in life, anything that you look back on, you're like, that was a big regret. There probably
1: are, but I've never dwelled on them.
0: Like, do you regret leaving college, or you're like, no, it was meant no, to take me to the navy? No,
1: no, no, not at all. No, not at all. It was. It, it, I went to the navy. I worked with the ophthalmologist for three and a half years in surgery. I learned so much. Again, we're talking 1970 to 1975 in those of that era. I mean. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I was able to do, yeah, with the surgeon—I mean, any of this stuff would happen today? Shit, we'd both be thrown in jail. I mean, I mean, they just—they let you assist them. Yeah. I mean, and this was something that I loved. So, but no, I, I really don't have any—I don't have any regrets.
0: Because you if, don't you wouldn't regret like regret being a sexy beast cuz you know you are a sexy beast but there's right? really not a regret
1: there. No, that's that's not true at all. The a regret might be if I've done or said something to Nancy that I, I've regretted? Yes. But I,
0: well that's marriage sometimes.
1: Well, yeah, it is. But sometimes I have yeah. I can I can be a little explosive.
0: No. I didn't I didn't get that impression at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so so let's go. I wanna take another trip back before we go forward into running. Okay. Because when we were talking the other day, I had said, you know, I'm so curious to get your take about mental health and oh, anxiety and sure. depression and how today it's it's becoming so much more talked about and the stigma is hopefully you know continuing to go away and when you were younger it had to have been so different and especially since you were a male um talk to me because i think (laughs) because i think that's a a decent (laughs) assumption to make you know it's hard enough for any human but i think men you know have, have really taken sort of this you know just as a species they they aren't able to show their emotion or something is perceived as weakness, which is really isn't, but it's just been a perception. Right. So when you were growing up, talk to me about that. How did you process if you felt depressed or did you feel depressed and anxiety and what that looked like? Oh
1: God, I know where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Just leading you a little, break, little bread, little breadcrumb.
1: Okay. 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 So we're going back to grade school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Four score and... <laughs> That phrase hadn't been thought about yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Abe hadn't said that. Okay. <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> grade school. When I was at a, I went to a parochial school. We're down in the basement having our pictures taken. And I am approximately nine years old. I am about five foot tall. I weigh roughly two and a quarter. My mother would cut the label Husky out of my clothing so that I didn't realize it. I sit down to have my pictures taken, and the photographer, and again, this is exactly what you're saying. In today's world, the guy would be tarred and feathered. He looks at me and he says, All right, Jelly Belly, smile for me. Well, the picture never got taken. I jump up, I run up the stairs. Luckily, my parents' store is only about three blocks away from the school. So as I hit the top two stairs, I slipped, fell, and ended up with seven stitches in my bottom lip. And... If you asked me about regrets. Yeah, I regretted the fact, fact that I was that heavy. And I'd let myself go. And that's part of when I decided, no more. Uh, then. I don't know that I ever saw my father physically cry. But men weren't supposed to. Me, on the other hand, I sobbed. I've never I've never been one to I get mad. If I get mad at you and I yell at you, there's a good chance, probably about a ninety-nine point nine point nine percent chance. I'm going to come back. I'm going to shake your hand, hug you, and I'm going to have tears rolling down my eyes because I feel so bad because I did something to you or said something to you that was, didn't need to be done. But that's somewhat of the, and I'll put it as it's the Italian heritage where the temper comes from. Mm -hmm. Not right. Don't get me wrong. It, that, that's not an okay. It doesn't let me get away doing anything. And it, it, that part is a regret. Yes. I wish I didn't have that temperament.
0: Or that you had, that you took space between reacting. Correct. You, put, you took a moment. Correct. Before reacting.
1: I don't, I don't take moments.
0: <laughs> you still don't. Oh, no. no. I mean, I see you on the golf course. You're not taking a moment.
1: Oh, no, I don't take a moment. I react. Mm-hmm. Yes, no. hmm No.
0: So when you were when you were raising kids and and you you had no problem showing emotion then. Like they would None. see you cry. Oh yes. And everybody was open to be able to oh, yes. feel what they felt. Oh, yeah. And if they oh, were depressed or if they had anxiety, yep. there was no shame None. in that game.
1: Not a bit. Not a bit. Shouldn't be. A a child should be able to express themselves to their parents. And if they can't, shame on the parent. Yeah. Same way again with grand grandkids. I mean, I want I want my grandchildren to express themselves to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I see my. Uh, okay, again, we were at Hastings basketball game last night. Max is playing. His twin brother reads on. He's wrestling. He comes. He comes in from practice. There's not even a question what's going to happen. He knows it. He's going to give me a big ass hug. I'm going to give him a kiss on the top of the head. He's going to do the same thing with Nancy, and you know. It, there was a time when he'd say, oh, Dodie, you know, my friends. I said, "I care. that's what your friends think. They need to learn how to do this.
0: Yeah. Well, just so your grandkids all know, <laughs> you are about as proud of a grandparent. <laughs> I mean, I the way you talk about your grandkids just like warms my heart. Thank you. It's pretty special.
1: And I can't wait for the other two grandkids, because we have three with Matt and Lisa. Mitchell, who's up at Hope College in Holland, Michigan. Uh, Max and Reed here at Hastings. And then over in Springfield, we have Mila and Christian. And I, I can't wait for them to become old enough that some of these things get to happen. Yeah, so, yeah. definitely. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's let's take it back okay. to We Parlay From Golf Into Running. Okay. And so, so that you, you start to run because mm. you're going to marathons. And then, and then what happened? You just discovered that, hey, I'm a really good runner.
1: I knew I'm, I was a good I
0: runner. I run real fast. I knew I did not.
1: Never said real fast. I think you're I, pretty, you are pretty I knew fast. I was a good runner. Again, we can go back to the service, playing football, things like this. I had a good set of hands. I could catch, I could run. Nobody's going to catch me. I didn't want anybody to catch me. I didn't want to get hit, I didn't want to get tackled. So, you know. <laughs> You know, I am I am somewhat of a panty waist, so I don't I don't I, I hmm. don't I don't, I, don't, I don't I do not like to be beat up. Okay,
0: <laughs> can you can anyone blame you for that? Really, <laughs> <laughs> who wants to get beat up?
1: But uh, no, when I we were oh gosh, this twelve years ago, With thirteen years ago this year up at uh, in Westerville, they used to have what they call the first on the first five k and uh had never run a race, did this bless my wife's heart, she takes the photograph of me as I'm finishing with the time when we got done. they were doing awards, and at that point it would have been uh I was in the fifty nine fifty to fifty nine age group and They call out a gentleman's name with the time. Wait a minute, I beat him. So I went up after all the awards were done. I was being polite at this point. I hadn't run enough, they didn't know me. Walked up with Nancy's phone said, here, that's what I finished in. And sure enough, they checked the records. And I won my age group. And the gentleman who was running the operation said, well, I'll get, I said, no, no, no. I said, don't embarrass this person. I said, it's all right. I said, I just want to make sure that you know that I, I I did win. And that was kind of set off the competitive juices. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I can honestly say I never entered a race, which I'll gloat. It got to be a sickness. But it's also a great way to raise a lot of money for a lot of really good causes.
0: So you were addicted to it. That's being polite.
1: Seriously, <laughs> that's being polite. I would do anywhere from 80 to 90 races a year.
0: Did but, that get in? Did that get become a problem in, no. in, in any other facet? Was Nancy like, Hey bro.
1: No, she, no bless your heart. Hey, Forrest. The first, the first, I the just felt two, like running. Uh, the first two years, <laughs> we're on camera. I can't do it. I'd like go to go ahead. Do. Yeah. No,
0: <laughs> why hold back? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, there you go. Uh, she she would go with me to almost every race. Now I don't know if you've ever been to a road race before and observed. The only thing that might be more boring than that is watching grass grow. Yeah. Yeah. But she bless got, her heart. Oh, God bless her heart. Shout out to Nancy. Oh, hell yes. Many times. And, but it got, I was, I did not, I wasn't entering the race to just run. I wanted to win and not just my age group. I would look to see who was there. Can I win the whole thing? And I could every once in a while, I'd get lucky and I'd win the entire race. Now, Maybe it wasn't the best quality of runners that were there. Like you might have it at a marathon, but your local five K's. Yeah. I could hold my own. I could finish. If I didn't finish in the top five, I was really pissed. And again, my age group meant nothing to me because I, I wanted to win, win at all.
0: Have we psychoanalyzed this at all? No. So is it, is it just, you just liked running, you liked winning, but but can we like peel it back a bit? Because we all, we, we all have our inner child and we all have our things that drive us inside, but was there anything about that when you would win those races Mm -hmm. or the addiction of running? What, what was underneath that?
1: The fact that I said earlier, raising a lot of money for a lot of good causes. Okay. That was, that was really the, the underlying goal.
0: Well that's and, a po- that's a positive addiction.
1: Yeah. It right? was because I again it was fun. It was a great I laughed. loved meeting people, the people I've met running. Not only here in Columbus but around the country.
0: Were there main um philanthropies like were, were there main causes that you were that were more near and dear to you or
1: were they just As long as there was a race attached to it, that was it. Well, that's what was near and dear to me that Sunday. Or Saturday or Thursday night or the second race on one of those days. Because if you do the math, Gary, you can't run 80 to 90 races a year and do one a day or one once a week.
0: That's, that's really (laughs) crazy. That's out there.
1: That's crazy. That's aggressive. That's crazy.
0: But I like that. Did you have any weird rituals? Like, was there anything specific you would do after every race? Like, did you drink a beer? Did you have to have a specific?
1: Because I I would leave immediately to go to work, to give a golf lessons. And this was this this worked out very well because I was at Wedgwood first when I first started. Then I went to Ohio State, and it was fun because people say, "Where do you work?" Well, I work at Ohio State, so I kind of felt as though well, I was promoting the university doing these races, and I'd always have on some sort of a, a Buckeye colors that intermixed with the other greens and yellows and everything else mm-hmm. that I had on. Uh, because you've seen the outfits on the range. You can only imagine the outfits running. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But, uh, so it, anyway, it would, uh, it, it got to the, it was never a point of not being, it was a, it, your reward was perfect. A positive addiction.
0: Yeah. So Nancy never said, Hey, Dode.
1: No. I'm getting a little sick of this. Well, to the point where I'm not going to go, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go to the races all the time with you.
0: Which was fine. She Which never felt like you weren't
1: putting her first. Oh, trust me. Nancy's always first.
0: So speaking of that, there is something that, that, I, you know, kind of, I think is very cute and <laughs> that you do. And, <laughs> do. Okay. So you write, you write something to Nancy. Every day. Every day. Every morning. What was this morning?
1: Oh, I never told I write. Oh, really? No no, Ooh, no, no, no. good. Cause my imagination no, is no, going haywire. no. no.
0: No. hey nancy no
1: it's not it's not that uh
0: salacious, so you don't want so, my you don't want my mind no, to go you want, you I, what, want you want, what you wrote no, Nancy, I, is not not okay, we, okay in my I, head
1: <laughs> I pick out and again a song okay, and again, I listen to old music uh like I said uh orchestra music, and I'll listen to tune show tunes movie t- and I'll pick out a song on the, on the channel that I'm watching. Oh, that's a good song. So I'll write I'll write out the first few lyrics of that song, and then I'll take my my note to her for that day and make it that. And we have a saying, "Love you more." Yeah. Because I always go I'll go to, I always go to bed first. I mean, it Somebody calls me after eight thirty, and they're not going to get me because I'm in bed. Sorry, folks.
0: <laughs> I'm in bed too.
1: <laughs> But. I'll go up to bed and I'll yell down, love you. And she'll say, I love you too. I said, I love you more. And then we go back and forth more, 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 more. Well, she actually had a, found a sign, "Loving more. And then this year for Christmas, she found a company that makes these wonderful little blankets are soft. She had love you more put on it.
0: See, that can make me tear up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's great. It's, it's not just great. It's everything. You know, it's like those little things that are so big. They're huge. They're everything.
1: If and again, I will say this to everybody who's going to listen to this.
0: I have seventeen subscribers, so don't worry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they just phoned in. Oh shit! Okay. I
0: guess Oh, there's eighteen. If, just, oh, there's sixteen. Just lost two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're not doing something like, and again, I'm I'm always overboard with stuff. If you don't do something like this once a week for your spouse, shame on you. I love sending my wife cards also. And when I do this, it, how do I put this part? I'll just say, I always put a dollar bill in the card just for whatever reason. You know, it's, it's just your little signature. It's my little signature. Yes. So, really?
0: Really. So wait, so every day when you do the note, is there a dollar too? No, no. Okay. I'm Damn.
1: Not, I'm not rich enough.
0: Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, compound effect of that. She's got her own little nest egg going on on the side. She gets, you piss her off. <laughs> oh, no. so did she keep all the notes? See, I would keep no. all the notes in like a shoebox or something.
1: She, she has kept some.
0: But, but does she, you know she loves
1: it. Oh, yeah. Is a, I, I like the note. Thank you, dear.
0: So, on the opposite end, what do you do that absolutely, if she were here, what would she say is the one thing about you, whether it's, you know, you lose your keys or you react too quickly or whatever? What's the one thing she would say right now without a doubt that just drives her crazy?
1: (laughs) The react too quickly is a really good one, but the other one is the way I dress. Really? It, it drives her. Well, let's face it, Carrie. I think she'd love that. I've got on white running pants today.
0: I lo- I think you look just dapper.
1: It's the middle of winter. Okay, she would. She if she knew I had this on, she'd go nuts. Really? Oh yeah.
0: Well, I was feeling it when you walked up.
1: I get the outfits I put together when I go to the golf course. Of course, every, everything has a swoosh on it because, luckily enough, I've been part of Nike's elite yeah team for. Over 25 years and to be almost 100 and they still think that I'm a viable. A hundred
0: percent you are.
1: Because I love to promote just like with golf clubs with ping.
0: Well, that's why you get mad at me when I wear Adidas.
1: Eight Adidas.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So Puma. back to you being old <clears throat> um, and being very reactive. So this has clearly been an Achilles heel for you throughout your life. What? being, being react- very reactive that's oh, a, sure. it's a character flaw oh yeah so do you since you are older do you feel like well i'm old you can't change me i'm just reactive or do you try oh no i try you try so oh. you try to put space in between oh yeah when you feel oh. the red you put space in between the reaction
1: if you were to ask nancy we will be married 33 years here in april 21st. It's amazing. Bless her heart. You're for her to put up with me for that long. You're right. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, a little joke on, she'll shoot me for this one. I'll say, someone say, well, well, how long have you guys been married? And she sits and she thinks, and she thinks, and she thinks. I said, 1990, not hard to subtract or add.
0: There you go. Oh, I'd kick your ass. I know mm-hmm.
1: she does. Yeah, she does. Anyway, but, uh, no, the reactionary part. I've I've really try to not react as quickly. Now there are times that, especially at the golf course, somebody's doing something, and maybe they've been asked not to, and they continue to. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen you. Not, not good.
0: Mm-hmm. And not you'd good. be like, you'll you'll say things under your breath, like "You jackass," "You dumbass." It's amazing. I've it's actually. Said, I would never say that. No. I'm making it up. Would never say I'm that. making it up. So how do you though? Let's let's dig into this. How when you say I try, mm-hmm. do you have an exercise? Do you no. have something that you're doing where you're no. like, okay, dude, you're no. not to react no. for s- no. eighteen seconds. No, you're just winging it.
1: I'm winging it. I wing my life. Mm-hmm. This right now, we're winging this.
0: Yeah, but it's a great
1: wing. Okay. this is this is my life. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I have winged well. You have winged well. I really have. I've been very Say fortunate. Say that
0: fast 10 times.
1: No way. Try it. No, winged, winged well. Winged. Winged. That's it. I got to one. Uh, I've been very, very fortunate. Not only meeting Nancy, uh, the people I've met with golf, the people I've met with running. Uh, and on that aspect, gentlemen gentleman by the name of Bill Rogers, people... Who know running do know the fact that Bill Rogers was was one of the greatest marathoners ever, four-time winner of Boston and the New York Marathon. He came to Columbus uh, roughly ten years ago for a book signing. I knew he was coming, and uh, because the people at Fleet Feet, Jeff Henderson, had said something to me, I got his address. Wrote him a couple of months prior to that a letter, again old-fashioned. Wrote a letter, handwritten. Love it. And uh, when he came, I had had I had his book. Nancy had gotten me the book, Idiot's Guide to Running. Those were the greatest books in the world. The Idiot's Guide to Everything. Yeah. Uh, so I was. we were the last people to go up to say hello to him. And he looked at me and he goes, you must be dode." I go, why would you say that? He said, because nobody else has said they're doed. I said, okay. Oh my God, that's <laughs> I, love I love it. Well, he wanted to talk golf for at least an hour afterwards. They were ready to turn off the lights in the auditorium. Nancy finally goes, Dote, we got to get out of here. He goes, okay, I'm running with the group tomorrow morning. Are you going to be there? And, well, yeah, I'll be there. I had a golf lesson with somebody who I knew wouldn't mind if I called and said, I, I'm i not a counselor. I'm really not.
0: But every once in a while, there's a, no, there isn't. Well, that was,
1: that was, that's a rarity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, we, we did, we went out and the surprising thing about that morning, he didn't want to be out running seven, seven and a half minute mile. He wanted to be back with the people running the nine, 9.30, 10-minute mile runs, which I thought was so impressive. Mm-hmm. And that's why several years later, Patrick qualified to run Boston. We go to Boston. I did the 5K a bef- couple of days before that, which is if you ever go to Boston and you're, you're not in the marathon, even if you are, get in the 5K because it is a hoot. They have some of the, Rogers was there with several other, well known runners, and what they would do is they would started again in the middle of the pack and work their way back and forth, talking with people and I was stupid enough to be up front again, trying to win this race, and we got done, and when they came through, Bill came over and he said, "Did you win?" You go, "No." Did you meet anybody, a couple people, you'd have stayed back with me. You'd have met a whole lot of people and had a lot of fun.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So this, we're going to segue right into this because I am now no longer able to run several years ago. I hurt my knee and wasn't really painful. It still isn't, but I'm almost bone on bone. They wanted to put a new knee in. Doctor said, what kind of pain you in? I told him, he said, I said, maybe half a percent on a scale of one to 10. He goes, you don't, doesn't bother. I said, if I get out of a chair or if I stand around too long, yeah, it takes me a second or two to loosen it up. I said, but fuck, I'm old. It's gonna no matter what it is. But anyway, so I went, I went up to the first on the first. Now I walked it and it was completely different because I'm at the back of the pack I knew these people. I'd seen them. We were we were friends, but I got to chat with them. Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun. It was a, it was a riot. Yeah. So. Um you
0: declined already to give me any sort of hot gossip on any of the pro golfers, which I totally understand. But what is the cr- like, what's the craziest thing you've seen on a golf course, or who was the biggest prick? Not their names, but you can tell a scenario. Like, does anything stand oh, out sure. on the golf course
1: that's like this was a moment? Well, sure. The moment I can tell you, the pros' per- name was Peter Jacobson. We we're at the Memorial Tournament. Had a rain delay, long rain delay, and I had become very good friends with his caddy, Fluff. And he said, he came over to me. He said, we're headed to the practice seat. They're going to send us out. Now it's six o'clock at night. Peter had 12 or 13 holes to play. And we were almost literally running. Each, the groups were almost running to get, because they don't want to, they don't want to come back the next morning. They don't want to have to finish up. We get off this, walking off, jogging off the 17th green. Peter goes, how fast can you run over to the 18th tee? He said, pretty fast. Why? He said, please run over there. See what everybody, see if they're already teed off. I So I did turn around, ran back. I said, yep, they're off. He jogs over, throws a tee in the ground, hits the ball so that the rest of the guys coming off the green can tee off and finish. We finished, I mean, literally in the dark. It was hilarious. It hmm. was muddy, so yeah, it was fun.
0: Any altercations? Any any like <laughs> anyone that was just <laughs> not showing the code of conduct, and you were like, "Hey, like you?" No,
1: it's a at a professional event. Anywhere, just
0: on the golf any golf course.
1: Oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> I do. And again, the guys back to the shop, they're laughing their butts off right now because they know I do. I see somebody smoking a cigarette. They're not supposed to be out. And I walk up to them. I'll say, sir, I'm sorry. It's a non-smoking facility. Do you- <laughs> well, well, why? I said, it's part of the Ohio State University golf course. I said, you don't get to smoke here. Well, I can smoke at any other golf course. I said, not here. I have no problem telling people.
0: No, I know. I think you kind of like, it's, you're really good at it. Thank you. And, the, and the, boys back, the boys back at the shop are like, oh, yeah, they probably have dotisms. And oh, they do. All, I mean, people probably come in with all kinds of stories about you.
1: Special people coming in that don't match dress code in jeans. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. It's because they stand there, and they'll look out the one window of the shop to see how long I'm going to let somebody walk, get up close to the range before I tell them so sorry you need rain pants over those go buy a pair of shorts go put a pair of pants on not playing golf today in those
0: well it all comes back to the respect yes and the appreciation yes that you have for yourself for people around you for the course for the game of golf thank you and uh, I think your mom raised a really good really good human well maybe flawed
1: Definitely flawed. We're all
0: flawed, but I well, think she did a really damn bang up job with you, Dode.
1: blame me, she did just as well with my sister, too.
0: You, tell me, your. I met your sister briefly.
1: She Rita. had her, she had, didn't <laughs> she have the truck out? <laughs> she had the food truck out there. Yes, yeah. she did. Yes.
0: So you brought this, we're going to end this podcast oh, with, God, so speaking no. of, you know, if you don't want to, we don't have no, we to, will. We but will. you brought this to me and I just, I, I appreciate it very much. This is something
1: that my mother, this was the last thing my mother ever sent to me.
0: Is this her handwriting?
1: Oh, this is a prayer that was in the church bulletin and she cut out.
0: Would you like to read it or would you like me read it, to read it?
1: I, I can recite it. I okay. recited at least. Go ahead. Five times. Folks, sorry. Here come tears. Big time. Okay. I said a prayer for you today. I knew God must have heard. I felt the answer in my heart. Although it's spoken a word. I didn't ask for health or fame. I knew you wouldn't mind. I asked him to bring you treasures of a far more lasting kind. I asked that he be with you at the start of each new day to grant you health and blessings and friends to share your way. I asked for happiness for you and all things great and small, both for his loving care, but I prayed for most of all.
0: Hmm. That's really amazing.
1: I have passed that out to, needless to say, our children, a couple other very special people. And uh, I get the same reaction that you're giving me now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty, but it's
0: It's, it's amazing.
1: It is. It's very simple, very short, but it is so meaningful, so heartfelt.
0: And I thank you for uh, considering me someone special enough to give it to. I will hold this, I will hold this near and dear to my heart. It's going to cost
1: you double the next time you take a lesson though.
0: (laughs) Dode. Yeah. This has been so much fun.
1: Carrie, thank you.
0: I can't say how much. I just, I really appreciate your time. Um, Those of you out there that want to follow Dode, too bad. He doesn't have social media because he's old. He's a fossil. (laughs) I think we've already, I think we've already mentioned that, but you can um, call Paul Revere. And um, have Paul Revere Curry Curry or something to Dode. Or you can find him on the Ohio State Golf Course. And I will tell you, I've been taking lessons with Dode and uh, my golf confidence, swag. I am just loving it like I never thought I would. So Dode, again, much love. Thank you. Same to you. And to everybody out there, please follow me on YouTube, Spotify, or anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. And until next time, keep moving.